Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask Daydon Advice Mondays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert, back live tonight with, um, you know, getting back to what we uh, originally designed Mondays to be all about close to seven, eight years ago, uh, which is really taking topics that you guys are passionate about, uh, you guys have expressed interest in, whether it's the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group, uh, emails that you guys have sent to AskDaydon at uh, trctoday.com or just uh, issues that are popular in in the media. We have a lot to talk about uh, in regards to those types of topics tonight. Uh, you know, there's the BET Awards, which we uh, mentioned briefly the last time that we were live. Uh, a lot of things going on in politics around the world that I want to touch on tonight. Um, really, also, we want to take a um, a little bit of time tonight to talk about a um, you know a conversation that I had with a good friend of mine who's actually from uh Pakistan. And uh, I thought it would it would be really good to uh to share the uh you know some of the topics of conversation that we had in regards to women. And uh we're about the same age. He's probably a little bit younger than me. And we were just talking about women and and dating and you know um or I should you know not really dating cuz that's you know they don't really do that, but just the whole marriage process, the selection process and um just how women are viewed over there versus um here in America. And so we'll talk about that a little bit later on and um hopefully it will shed some light on you know what we're seeing in our culture and just encourage women to you know raise the bar a little bit, you know, and um you know as far you know and and maybe hopefully shed some light on uh you know the decisions and how those decisions that are made influence you know, their futures in regards to dating, love, relationships, things like that. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. You guys are welcome, as always, to call in with your topics or questions that you guys may, uh, you know, seek clarification on, uh, 646-200-0366. Courtney, my co-host, is here with me on this evening. Courtney, what's going on with you tonight? Hey, how you doing? I am doing well. It's been a little while since we were alive, about a week, in fact. How uh, how has your week been? It's been good. I, I've had a good week so far. How about you? Well, I've, I've had a very uh, a very eventful week. Um, first, I mean, the last time yeah, last time we were live was uh, we did our "I'm in Love with a Church Girl" special, which was a very highly rated show. A very much talked about show. A lot of people that I've interacted with over the course of the week just really, uh, a few, several people thanked me for that show and, um, you know, found it to be very informative just because, um, you know, it was able to shed light on, you know, um, the, you know the the dating uh, dynamic that often exists between, um, you know, women in the church, women who claim to love the Lord, who often find themselves dealing with men who are unevenly yoked. Uh, we talked about it from that perspective. We talked about it from a, um, you know, a imagery standpoint. There was a lot of imagery that was, um, you know, as you know, unfortunately, not, you know, what I mean, not cool. A lot of Illuminati symbolism, a lot of demonic and satanic symbolism all throughout the, uh, you know, the film, which we were able to shed some light on. And um, hopefully, you guys got a chance to hear it. If you didn't, definitely check out those archives because it was a very informative show. Any thoughts or feedback on uh, the last time we were live, Courtney? 
Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed that, and it just helped me view the movie from a different perspective because, you know, originally when I saw it, I hadn't viewed it that way, you know, and I hadn't noticed a lot of things, so it was um, an eye-opener, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's, you know, if you guys are new to the show, that's basically what we try to do, whether it's, you know, television, movies, um, you know, songs, you know, just taking worldly things that we know people are going to talk about. You know what I mean? Like if you guys missed our show on the Chris Brown song, These Girls Ain't Loyal, you know what I mean? Like we did a whole uh, show on that and just talked about it from a totally different perspective than you might expect. You know, check stuff like that out. You know, we take shows like Love and Hip Hop or the Kardashians and, and talk about them not from a worldly standpoint but from a biblical standpoint and a relationship standpoint so you guys can see actual real-life examples of, you know, what goes on you know, in their lives and how it often goes on, the same situations going on in your lives and how to, you know, prevent it. So, and, and also what the Bible says about it. So definitely, um, you know, in fact, I was going to talk about this a little bit later on, but there was a post in the group uh, talking about the uh, the new Zane, the Zane movie coming out, Addicted. Did you get a chance to check that out, Courtney? I, yeah, I did. I saw the post. Yeah, I did. And I saw the trailer as well for the movie. So, What did you think about the trailer? I actually didn't get a chance to see the trailer yet. I've been running around all day, and I meant to do it prior to tonight's show, but I just didn't get a chance to do it. I look forward to seeing what, you know, what direction, what perspective they uh, approach it at. But what did you think about the trailer? I thought it was – here's the thing. When I first saw it, I thought it was um, – just very sexual, of course, but I don't know if they really stuck to the book because I, I, I owned it at one point, but I don't remember it being that way. It's like she um, cheats on her husband with this guy, but I don't know. It just seemed like they sexed it up a bit, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. The book is about sex. It's called it's Addicted. It's about well, sex. Well, yeah, but it's the same. Like, yeah, but, you know, it's been a while since I read it, so I don't know. I just didn't remember it being that way, but it might have. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's as sexual as you know as you can get in books, and uh, it's funny because I, you know, many of you may remember, we actually talked about doing a show on sexual addiction. That's actually one of the next shows that we have coming up live. One of the next you know specialized topics, and I'm actually going to be using that movie, or excuse me, that book. To 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 do that. So if you and most people have read it, that's the main reason why I want to do it. I mean, you know, most people won't admit to reading it, but you know, most people have read Addicted. You know what I mean? Uh, so I want to take that book, and uh, including myself, I've read it. You know, and I want to take it and um, and talk about it. You guys may remember our uh, you know our interview with Zane. You know, several years ago, you know, on this on the show, um, and she doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it's definitely a good opportunity to you know pick her brain a little bit. Um, you guys got a chance to hear the, the you know, the the reason why she writes the way she does, what she hopes to take away from it. If you missed it, definitely just Google Zane on the Dayton Tolbert show, and it's about a about a two-hour interview that we had uh, with her a couple years ago. Actually, several years ago. That was about, was that, Courtney, about, about five years ago at this point? Yeah, I would say five. I think that was like oh nine. Yeah, it was a minute ago. But, yeah, definitely check that out. So, so I say I have to say, um, you know, somebody, like I think somebody was saying in the group, you know, they don't, you know what I'm saying, like they're not going to see it. And, you know, I can't, I don't tell people, you know, what to see and what not to see. But, you know, I look at it like this. 
you know, there's a lot that can be learned. And I'll tell you all something like this. I mean, if you struggle with certain things and you don't want that in your spirit, hey, I'm not here to knock you for that. But what I would encourage you is, like, for example, we did a show on Tyler Perry's Temptation, which is a really good show, you know what I'm saying, like, which is a really informative show um, where we were able to, you know, really take a look at relationships and infidelity, why men cheat, you know, you know, some things that women can do differently in dating and relationships, some things that men can do differently. You know, we we took an in-depth look at Lance Gross's character and uh, what's the uh, journey, uh, Smiley's, uh, you know, her uh, her character and, you know, what she, you know, could uh, do better and could have done differently. So, you know, and we're going to do the same thing with this film. So if for no other reason, you know, think like a man, you know, you've let, you you know, you heard that show, or, you know, our recent show and then the first show we did on it, on the original movie. So, you know, if for no other reason you want to see these movies, you want to watch this stuff just so you can, you know, hear our show and our analyzation and get blessed by it and, and learn something. So definitely I would encourage you, hey, check it out, you know, if if you choose to, you know what I mean? If not, you know, don't worry about it. But just felt, felt like I wanted to touch on it tonight for you guys. Uh, Got to start tonight's show off. Thank you, everybody, for uh, all the birthday wishes for my daughter Aubrey, you know, we got thousands of happy birthdays, you know, emails, texts, Facebook comments, likes, you know, all that good stuff. So it's great to see you guys, uh, you know, just see her extended village, you know what I mean, uh, reaching out. We we got a chance to have a birthday party on Saturday for, um, you know, had a, a, you know, a family little get together on, uh, you know, for her on uh, on Sunday. So just uh, had a really great time. She uh, had a great time, and uh, you know that's what uh, that's what that is. Courtney, what's up with you? You want to have kids? You look forward to having kids? Yes, I do. I do want kids, and um, you know, I saw the pictures, and I was like, wow, they're just so beautiful. She's beautiful, um, and I just saw it's just like she's such a happy little girl, and it was just it was just a pleasure to see because you know I want to experience that with my kids, which reminds me. Tell Danny to put the dresses on hold for me. <laughs> Don't post on Aubrey's attic. <laughs> They're so <laughs> cute. She dresses her so nicely. So I just wanted to say Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what it is. You know, we get that a lot. You know, like she's just a very happy baby, and she is. I mean, and, and you know, we were talking the other night about just how that is indicative of a happy household, a happy, you know, a stable home. And, and, and that's, I'm just telling you all, that's what, that's anything. You know, it's like when you like your job, you're not going to mind going to your job. You're going to be happy going to work. You're going to be ple- pleasant at work. You know, same thing with kids. You know, kids, when they're happy, when they see their parents happy, they're going to be happy kids. You know, if not, that's when you see mom choking the kids out, cussing the kids out. You know, and that's, that doesn't benefit anybody. So you really want to do everything you can to just, prov- you know, men and women, just to, to provide a, a happy, stable environment for that for that child. And, and you will see the you know the difference uh the difference in them um had a busy weekend i got a chance to go down to uh howard university got you know go down to dc uh my fraternity phi beta sigma celebrated its 100 year anniversary uh which is a a very monumental occasion so uh you know shout out to just everybody you know who's a member of the blue and white family it was it was really good to just be down there and um you know celebrate some um you know, just you know, celebrate with the you know the bros and you know the the sorrows down there, and um, 
you know, we unveiled the uh, the monument down in, um, you know, down in D.C., you know, on Howard's campus, you know, uh, signifying the 100 years. So it was just a really good experience. And, uh, you know, shout out to everybody who was down. I think it was something like, they said like 15,000, 20,000 people on the on the campus, just like, you know, something crazy out there. So a uh, really good time. So if I, if, if, I, if I sound a little raspy, you know, or, uh, you know what I mean, I, lost, I know I lost my voice down there. So but it was a good time, good time. Uh, what else? Um, like I said, advice Mondays. We're just talking about everything tonight. Everything you guys want to, you you know, you want to talk about in the realest way possible. I was watching the news, Courtney, and uh, it's funny, man. You know, you see all this stuff going on with the news. You know, with Russia. You know, with ma- these Malaysian planes, you know, disappearing, getting shot down, and you know, let me just tell you something. <laughs> I know you're gonna hear stuff on CNN. I know you're watching stuff on NBC and different things. I would just encourage you all to go back, and I'm going to keep using this as a reference point. As I said then, I'm going to say it again now. Go back to our special on the Boston bombings. This all goes back to that. It goes back to before that, you know, and it's all connected, right? It's all an attempt. This is all BS. It's all fiction. None of this stuff is really happening out here, you know, and the stuff that is happening it's very planned. It's very calculated. There's a lot of lie, blatant lies that are being passed off as news. And I would just encourage you all to go back to that show where we literally predicted everything that's happened. We said that how they were going to, you know, tie the the Boston bombings back to Russia in some way. We've looked, even when you look at uh, the dude Edward Snowden, you know how they tied him you know, to Russia. Now we're looking at the mysterious Malaysian plane incidents. Now that's being tied to Russia. They're built. I'm going to tell you what's happening. I'm saying you can, you know, look back and even look forward and see what's happening. They're building a case. Okay? They're building a case. This is the Cold War all over again. If you guys know what the Cold War is, you know, like they're building this unspoken tension or it's spoken, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's building up. It's like one thing after another, after another, after another. Now all of a sudden they say, oh, they, now we had, there were American people, you know, researchers on the plane. You know, people, these guys who are researching AIDS and researching cancer. And so now, you know, we've, because of the Russians, you know, or these ties to Russia, we now have lost. Now you see what I'm saying? Like you, what they're doing is they have to build public opinion. Okay? And it goes back to, you know, how every president, Needs a war, right? They need a war to define their presidency. You go back, look at Bush. He had the first Bush. He had his war. You know what I'm saying? Bush, uh, you know, W, he had his war. You know, this whole Iraq thing. You know, war is big business. Obama needs his war. You go back historically, not every president, but most presidents in our history have had, have you know, served at a time, and most of them have even orchestrated, you know, uh, you know, some type of major U.S., you know, foreign conflict of some sort. And it's it's big business. It's what it's what defines presidencies. It puts you know, a lot of the money back into the economy. It puts money back into the 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 uh, these corporations that gave millions of dollars to these uh, to the, their campaigns. You know what I'm saying? If if, if George Bush you know, gets, you know, $50 million from somebody, right, to, to, to run for president, you know, some type of donation. Well, guess what? 
I, I, you, you owe me that money. That's not just a gift. I'm gonna get that back on the back end. Well, how do, I don't have fifty million dollars to give back to you. So how am I gonna? Well, you gotta, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. I do business with this company who has this contract. Well, when you need these missiles produced, when you need this reconstruction, whatever, after we bomb this, whatever it is. You you know you give the contract to who I want you to give the contract, and that's how you'll pay me back. So that's what's happening. That's what Obama he still has those same uh, allegiances and alliances and favors that need to be repaid. This is going to be his war. I'm telling y'all now, the U.S. is on its way to war with Russia. But the problem with that is, understand, you need to have public opinion. That's what I was saying on Facebook. I said that war is only possible when the government can somehow justify it to the public. You look at Vietnam. That was one of the reasons why, you know, it was such a problem because they tried, but there was really no way to to justify it, you know, to the public. You look at Iraq. They were going to war with Iraq one way or another. They just had to figure out how to do it. Next thing you know, you get the bombing. You know, I'm I'm sorry. I mean the the planes flying into the, the towers. You see what I'm saying? But it wasn't really – it was actually a bombing. But we'll that's, watch Fahrenheit 9-11, watch some of these documentaries, and you see what what really happened on 9-11. You see what I'm saying? That's what, So that's how you have to justify it. You build the public opinion. So when they say, hey, look, we're going to war, we're going to Congress to get this approval to you know, go to war, it's not public outrage because there's a reason. Oh, we're going to war with Russia because they've done – they did this. And they've done X, Y, and Z over the last five or six years, and this is the last straw. Courtney, do you see, some people will see it, most people will not, but do you see how this has been building and building and building, and they're ultimately, and we talked, when you listen to the Boston show, if you missed it, if you heard it, you heard what you know, the reason is, it goes back to North Korea. We really want to get to North Korea, right? Well, who's, who's North Korea's major ally? You know, in the really only major ally in the world, you guys guessed it, Russia. So you see what I'm saying? It all goes like you take out Russia, then that's how we get to North Korea, and it's it's all one big one big goal that they have for worldwide domination. You know, because you know when you talk about the new world order, when you talk about the one world government, well, if you that's that's the plan, that's what's going to happen. But in order to get to that point, you've got to get to the the countries that don't that don't that aren't down with the plan, you know what I'm saying? If you you know if there are major powers out here who don't go who don't subscribe to this one world order, new world order belief, one world government, one monetary system, all this, well you got to take them out, you got to conquer them, and then you know that's how it goes. What's your thoughts on all this, Court? I mean, a lot of people won't talk about it from this perspective, but you really got to look at it from. You know, from a a, a non mass media perspective. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. I was actually having a discussion with somebody about that today, and I was just like, you know, don't you find it kind of odd that it's another Malaysian plane, you know, incident and you know resulting in deaths? Don't you find that kind of you know funny? Um, and you know, that person was just telling me, well, you know, I just feel like it's just um, they're they're two unrelated incidents. And I'm just like, no, actually, it's not. It's all connected. Because I was just looking at that, I was like, you know, that's that's done on purpose. You know, that everything is on purpose. 
And so I agree with you. It is to build a case, and because it's just, it's like at this point, it's I want to say you almost want to laugh because you don't want to laugh at like you know people dying or anything. But I'm just laughing at you know the people behind it and just how obvious it is. Oh yeah, and this is one of the things I gotta realize is that the government has total control over the media, and I as and we talk about that on a pretty regular basis. That's something you have to realize. So. You know, if you see something that literally dominates the news in today's society, you really got to, you know, question like, well, what's the agenda? Why is this getting so much of this? They don't just do stuff. That time is money. You know, if you're reporting something for hours and hours and hours every day, you know, media, front page, newspapers, CNN, I mean, you got that's money. They're not just going to waste money and time and energy talking about something. There's an agenda behind that. So it's just a matter of us looking at, okay, well, what's the agenda? You know what I mean? What, what, what's the end game? And once you know that, you can start to connect the dots and be like, okay, all right, that's what it is. And like Courtney said, it can be funny. It is funny. It's just looking like, oh, I, I chuckle. Like, okay, these guys, like we talk about this stuff. You know, we talked about this three years ago. We, everything that you see on the news right now, we predicted right here on this show. You know what I'm saying? All these ties to Russia, it's all it's all coming to fruition. So I would just say, um, you know what I mean, just sit back and pray. You know, pray for our government, pray for our leaders and you know, and just, just um you know, make the make the best out of it because it's you know, read and read the Bible. Because what's going on in the Bible is is all happening today. All right. What else can we talk about today, Courtney? You know, I'm excited, man. You know, I'm excited. It's been a little while since we were last live, I think last Monday or you know, something like that. Uh, one thing that I saw in the news was, uh, what did I see? I was watching the news, and they were talking about, or not the news, but I was reading an article about this Tupac. Did you know that Tupac had a play on Broadway? No, I did not. Not prior to uh, mentioning it. Nope, I didn't. Yeah, there's a, there's a, um, it was a short-lived uh, theatrical production that, Kind of, um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even too familiar with it. I'm not a fan of Tupac. Never have been. Don't claim to be. So I really wasn't interested. So I don't, you know, I don't fake the funk about that at all. I could, I could care less about the play, to be honest with you. But I found out that there was a play that was uh, on Broadway, which, which is significant for us as a people in and of itself, because you know, you know, Broadway is, is obviously Broadway. I mean, that's you know, it's, it's you know, pretty influential. Uh, and, you know, to have our history in some capacity outlined on, you know, a Broadway play, I mean, that's, you know, even if it was just Tupac, I mean, it's still significant, um, you know, for for our community. And, you know, my issue with it is that, um, you know, it was, I don't know if you guys don't know, it was actually, you know, stopped. You know, it didn't it didn't last a long time because of lack of support, lack of funding, lack of ticket sales and things like that. And, um, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs, all the details of why it wasn't successful, but, I mean, on one hand, I mean, yeah, you, de- you definitely have to look at the, the, the promotion for it, but you guys got to realize, I mean, when you do stuff, you know, you're only going to have, you know, there's going to be a certain budget. A lot of the budget goes into the production, and a lot of stuff like this, you got to rely on word of mouth and, and really just support. And, you know, the reality is people will support what they want to support. You know, you look at things like Trayvon Martin, you look at things like, you know, um, I mean, you know, Troy Davis, you know, these causes that people that kind of like catch on like wildfire, you know, uh, you look at sneaker sales, 
you look at loving hip hop, you look at a lot of the stuff that you know that 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 becomes popular in our community, and then you look at well, all right, well, hold on, everybody's saying, well, we don't, we know, we don't have any black shows on TV, we don't have any theater productions on Broadway. Well, okay, well now we have a, this TV show, now now we have this talk show, now we have this Broadway production, but then people don't support. And and that always bothers me. Like, people claim, okay, like I said, I'm not a fan of Tupac. I never have been. But you got to realize, he does have millions of fans. You know, people say, oh, wow, I love Tupac. I follow him. I supported his music. Why, I don't know. But, you know what I'm saying? But did you go to Broadway to see the play? Did you tell somebody? Did you recommend it? Did you even know about it? And that's all I'm saying. It's like when you claim to support someone or something, then really do that. Don't just say, oh, yeah, I'll buy the CD or I'll listen to the CD on bootleg. CD on bootleg. Uh, I downloaded it off of Frostwire, right? Where do you steal your music from, Courtney? Nowhere, but it, it used to be LimeWire. Oh, LimeWire, okay, LimeWire. Now, I, I steal mine from Frostwire, so, you know, that's why I threw that out there. You know what I mean? And it's actually, I guess it's not really stealing because, you know, it hasn't been shut down yet, so evidently it's... You know, but you gotta see my point. We gotta start being, we gotta start doing the right thing and and, and just being real, being honest. You know, if you support, then, then then support. All right, what else can we talk about? I know we talked about it last time. We were watching the, uh, you watched the BET Awards. You said you said you caught some of it. I caught like clips, but I didn't see it in its entirety. We talked about several different things uh, with it. I think no, I, you know what it was is I I hadn't seen it at that point. I think I saw like a part of it. I actually watched the whole thing um, since then. I saw the Chris Brown performance. I saw the uh, Usher performance. I saw Jennifer Hudson's performance, and it was interesting. You know, it was very interesting. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. You know, we, we talk about the uh, entertainment industry a lot. And uh, when you think about Jennifer Hudson, I mean, she's someone who represented at one point, you know, obviously has a very, you know, she's a very talented woman, won the Oscar, and deservedly so, uh, for Best Supporting Actress in Dreamgirls, beautiful voice. But the problem with it is, is, which is the same problem that so many other artists have, is that to be in the entertainment industry, you have to, unfortunately, subscribe to their agenda. When I say their, I mean the Illuminati, I mean the, the government, I mean you know this the people who are passionate about attacking. It's two-sided. It's it's attacking our community as African Americans. You know, keeping our black men in jail, putting you know keeping black women oppressed by, you know, making them not respect themselves or, or facilitating, you know, an environment that says it's okay to be a hoe. Um, you know what I'm saying? Sex, drugs, violence, disrespect. You know, these are things, these are images, these are ideologies that have been prevalent in the black community and, and shoved down our throats going all the way back to slavery. This is no different. We talk about all the time, this is modern-day slavery. So the agenda, the, the, the criteria for being a celebrity in the black community, if you want your songs heard on mainstream urban radio, if you want to be relevant in the music industry, then you have to subscribe to an agenda that, that reeks of sex, 
You know what I'm saying? It basically sex, sexuality, you know, disrespect. And so I, I found this to be significant because you see it all the time with, you know, everybody. Every, you turn on your radio, it's about sex. I don't care who it is. You know that. If it's on mainstream urban radio, it's about sex, period. Trey songs, R. Kelly, Beyonce, the list goes on. All these little newcomers, these, everything is about sex. Turn on white radio. Do you hear that crap on white radio, Courtney? No. You don't hear that stuff on white radio. It's only black radio, and that's that's the that's the point. So if you want to be heard on black radio, if you want to be someone like like Jennifer Hudson, who has critical acclaim, but now she wants that commercial success. She never really been a commercial success, so she this is like her new image. She comes out there looking like a hoe, coming out prancing around, shaking her, you know what I'm saying, her booty, some short skirt on, looking all disgusting, talking about sex. Talking about some, you know, I, you can have me any way you want me, and you deserve this. You can have it all. I'll be your slut. I'll do this and da da da. Like just sex. And and we were watching. I was watching with my family because we had my, when my family came over to the crib. We just had the B two B two awards on in the background, and my mom was watching, and my aunts and their older. And they were just like, "What?" They were like, "Wow, I thought she was classy. I thought Jennifer Hudson. Like, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, no, you got to listen to the lyrics." You got to actually watch and, like, see, like, nobody is classy, you know? Name a classy R&B singer who's relevant in today's society who gets major airplay on urban radio in today's society, Courtney. Just name me one. I can't. I can't. Can can anybody, if you can, call in 646-200-0366. I want to know. Any, name me one. Now, I'm not talking about on the... You know the old school stations. I'm not talking about, you know, what I'm saying like the alt, like the alternative, you know, black radio. You know, like where you got your, uh, you know, Anita Baker and you know Earth, Wind and Fire. I'm not talking about those stations wherever you are, whatever part of the country you're in. I'm talking about the urban, the main, the top forty urban radio. You know that you where you hear Trey songs, Usher, Beyonce, like all. You you can't name any. You know, unfortunately, so, and, and if you do find someone, I can, almost, you know, who may come out with one single, look out for their next single, you know what I'm saying, and see how they switch it up. Like, Trey Songs might come out with, like, a, you know, a love song, right? But, you know, his first song was, what is it, ooh, nah, 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 like, you know what I'm saying? Oh. It's like, Usher will come out with a love song, Right? He'll come out with it. I'm sure his second single will be a nice, slow ballad, you know, love song, because that's what people like, you know. But what was his first song? About sucking, right? Sucking penis, you know? <laughs> the Django. Right, Courtney? I mean, I'm just saying, that's what yeah. it's about. That's what it's yeah. about. You know, people want to act like it's about other stuff, but we got, I mean, I was watching... um what was it? I was watching uh, the, the BET Awards. You look at Chris Brown's performance. They put a they, they do this on purpose. They 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 put a, a close up on this girl singing the hook. You know she's all dancing around talking about some these hoes ain't loyal. Dancing back. I'm like what? I'm like yo. I'm like yo mom. Did you see that? What kind of like who does that? Like why do women sing that song? Why does it? Why does that make them want to dance? 
I mean, it has a catchy beat, it has a catchy, a catchy tune, but do you know what you're singing? Usher's talking about, I, I done been around the world, I done kissed a lot of girls, don't nobody kiss it like you? And, and that excites you? That makes you feel good, like, oh, yeah, mm, don't nobody kiss it like you? Like, oh, yeah, he's talking about me. Like, what are you talking about? You know, you perform oral sex better than anyone, and, he, and he's been all over the world? That's your claim to fame? So you don't like Superhead. Like, this is these are women who, who emulate, you know, her behavior. You know, people talk about, well, who's Superhead? Now, you know who Superhead is. Don't lie. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, man. We got to, listen, listen, we got to just start respecting ourselves. And that's men, you know, that's women, you know. That's 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 anybody. Well, let's look at what the Bible says about being a hoe, right? Let's, I mean, because we can say it, we can talk about it, but it, you know, what does the Bible say about it? I was reading my favorite book as you know to date. You know, we're, we're all in Deuteronomy right now. Hopefully, our, our Bible challenge is continuing. You know, if you guys have been keeping up, we've been re- we're reading the Bible cover to cover. We're in Deuteronomy. I happen to be in Deuteronomy twenty three uh, right now. And uh, I came across this today. It said, no Israelite man nor woman may become a temple prostitute. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that, I don't know what else you can say to that. I mean, that, I say it all the time, but, you know, who knew that the Bible basically said, don't be a hoe? You know, mm-hmm. it says, right, don't become a prostitute, a temple prostitute. Don't be a hoe. Could you get any more clear than that? No. <laughs> it says don't be a hoe. That's what the Bible says. A hoe is just a synonym for prostitute. You know, don't be people like if you want to say it that way, don't be a prostitute. I choose to say don't be a hoe. You gotta respect your body. Okay, in fact one of the things that I said online was that I said, ladies, a man cannot see in you what you don't see in yourself. Because what happens is when you look at you see I don't like to just talk about don't be in a hoe but you know or don't be a hoe without breaking it down a little bit and looking at the reasons for it and we talk about the reasons. A lot of times it goes back to childhood, a lot of times it goes back to self esteem issues, image issues, you know, getting your heart broken, closing off your heart to love, but opening up your legs for sex. So what happens is a lot of women, all women really, want to be treated with respect. All women want to be loved. All women want to be viewed as special. But the problem with that is you can't be viewed as special if, you know, if you don't even view yourself as being special. Well, you say, well, I view myself as being special. Well, no, you don't. Because if you view, you view yourself as being special, then you wouldn't have your boobs out on display. You wouldn't have that booty out. Women who are special don't dress like that. Women who are special... Don't make duck face photo pictures, you know, faces at the camera. You know, I said online, we were talking about this. I said, look, I mean, you got a lot of people taking these selfies, right? I mean, poking their lips out. But where are the selfies, Courtney, for reading the Bible? You know, where are the selfies of you praying? Where are the selfies of you actually doing some type of, you know, community service? being a blessing to others. Because I don't see a lot of those types of selfies. You know, I see selfies with women angling the camera so that they get the, the, the proper shot of their boobs. 
of their cleavage. They don't want to show too much, but they want to show just enough to arise, you know, uh, to cause the interest to arise, right? They want to get the thumbs up. They want to get the likes. They feel like their boobs will do that for them. So, you know what I'm saying? And you can't, you can't, that's not what special women do. And so what happens when you do that is, yes, you're going to get attention, but those men are going to target you for sex. Those men are just going to want to hit it from the back. They're just going to want to ask you to kiss it. They're going to ask you, are you a good kisser? They're going to want to see for themselves if you present yourself like that. If you present yourself like you're special and that you respect yourself, well, then he will treat you like you're special. And that's all it, that's all it really takes. It's all, men are going to treat you how you present yourself. Follow the word, you know, follow the Bible's teachings, and don't be a hoe. Is that okay, Courtney? Can we, I mean, is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Everything you said was on point. I mean, how how could it not be? You know what I mean? We're, we're you know what I'm saying? This is straight from the Bible. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think back to, um, you know, it was interesting. I back in the day, I think back when we used to wild out, you know, on my page. It used to be crazy. You know, we used to have thousand comment posts. Debates, people unfriending, deleting, threatening, like just people going crazy because I would give this same type of advice, but to be honest, it wasn't backed up with the Bible. The same, I've always said the same. You guys know me if you followed me over the last several years. I've always said the same things. I've always given the same type of real advice. The great thing now is that the only difference is that it's now backed up by the Bible. Who knew that everything was just straight in the Bible, everything that I say? You see what I'm saying? It's all backed up. So now when I say, hey, look, don't be a hoe, you know what I'm saying? You can't get mad. You see, And people don't get mad. I mean, they'll get mad, but they, there's nothing that they can say because it's right there in Deuteronomy. You know what I mean? It's right there in Exodus, in Leviticus. Like, it's everywhere. What can you say unless you want to go head-to-head with God? You know what I mean? Yeah, which most people don't. That's why you don't see those same types of, uh, uh, you know, debates anymore. In fact, I said this is very – the, the all-time – craziest debate in the history of since my you know my time on Facebook was where I said something I said if this was and this wasn't backed up by the Bible which is why it was so it made reference to the Bible but it wasn't backed up by any actual scripture I said if this was something like if this was biblical times you know most women would be you know most of these hoes out here you know women out here doing this and that would have been stoned. I said maybe we should go back to biblical times or something like that. Something and people went crazy. You know what I mean? Like they were just attacking and saying different things and who are you to judge? Da, 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 da. Like they were just going crazy. Um and so but but the reality is this is what the word actually says. I said this on Facebook today. I said in biblical times women were stoned to death for the same sexual things that most women brag about today on Facebook and Instagram. I said, always respect and protect yourselves. You see what I'm saying? I said that. You, I mean, I mean, is that, are you okay with that advice? I mean, that's a true statement. In biblical times, women were stoned to death, you know, for being hoes. Like, if you were a hoe, and we'll talk about that when we get into, you know, some Pakistani customs, Egyptian customs, other Middle Eastern, you know, ways of living. We'll talk about what the Bible says. But that, that's a true statement. If you were a hoe, if you didn't respect your body, if you walked around with your boobs out, if you had sex with somebody's man, 
if you, you know, met somebody and let him smash on that first night, you were stoned to death. Okay? So that's what I'm saying. Now, obviously, people, that doesn't happen today, not in this country at least, but you have to respect yourself. You know? I mean, is that is that an issue, Courtney? As a woman? No, because it's the truth. No, because it's the truth. Right. I think the only people, you know, that have an issue with that are those that don't respect themselves. So. Right. Only hoes have advice. I mean, let's let's keep it real. Only hoes have an issue with with advice mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, and if you're and if you have a lot of women say, well, you shouldn't use that term. Well, I said, why not? Because it's not about a man. It's not about a woman. If if you're a hoe, you're a hoe. You know, the Bible says, don't be a hoe. It says male or female. You know, it says no Israelite man or woman may become a temple prostitute. Bible says, for the worth of a, a, a prostitute is only a loaf of bread. How much is a loaf of bread, Courtney? A dollar, two dollars. A dollar, a dollar ninety nine mm-hmm. tops. If you, I, I get the, I get the cheap bread. You know what I mean? I get mm-hmm. the, you know, the one that says like the, the real bread is like like two ninety nine, three ninety nine. I get the one that's one ninety nine with the red sticker on it. You know what I mean? I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the one that it, the, the edges fall off as soon as you try, you like that. You try to get it down, it's falling apart. I, I, I'm cheap. I don't care. You know what I mean? But that's you know what I'm saying. So that's that's what a prostitute is worth. You know, that's what ho. That's what these hoes are worth. A dollar ninety nine. That's not a lot, ladies. You are worth more than a dollar ninety nine. Jesus Christ died for your sins. You know what I'm saying? Specifically, you that that right there makes you worth more than a loaf of bread. Don't don't you know what I'm saying? Don't don't be just a loaf of bread. Don't be the temple prostitute. Don't be the workplace prostitute. Don't be the college prostitute. I saw a lot of hoes this weekend, man. I'm just being honest with you. And this is no disrespect to anybody. But there were a lot of hoes, man. There was a lot of hoish behavior. I mean, these women out here, man, they just I'm like, look, I'm I'm staying away. I'm stay, I'm staying in a corner. I said, I don't want no problems. You know what I mean? Howard University was flooded with hoes. I mean, I'm I'm just being honest. The hoes were out. I mean, you know, there were, you know, I mean, I was uh with the the hotel where the where the uh, festivities were, you know, was crazy. I posted a picture on my Instagram of of what it looked like at four in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, imagine a hotel, according like a large one of the largest hotels, you know, in D.C. Like it was the Marriott downtown. The whole lobby was filled with thousands of people at four in the morning. Can you imagine what that looked like? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> people didn't leave. I mean, we we stay. I was just up all night. You know, we were just chilling in the lobby because you know, chilling with brothers. You know, we haven't seen in a long time. But I mean, people. We were just watching the foolishness. People like me, crack women posted up. Dudes walking up like, "Yo, what's up?" Da 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 da. Okay, well, look, I'm over in room. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just leaving with them. I'm just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's some wild stuff right there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I and this stories too. I'm I'm gonna chill with the stories, but y'all can only imagine the level of of hoish behavior that was uh that was going on, you know. So I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, one thing that I was uh, gonna say about that, I was gonna read y'all what the Bible actually said about it. About being stoned to death Over in Deuteronomy If y'all have your you know your Bibles 22.20 Deuteronomy 22.20 says But suppose the And this is just to give y'all a little background This is uh, basically what the Bible says About 
how infidelity, adultery should be handled. Let's say you you're met you're married and you're a you know, or I should say, and you are suspected of being a hoe, suspected of being an adulterer. Well, this like the woman is suspected of it. This is how that's supposed to be handled. It's a really great chapter. You guys should check it out. But this is what it says. It says, but suppose the man's accusations are true. He thinks you're a hoe, and it turns out that they're true. It says, and he can show that she was not a virgin. It says, the woman must be taken to the door of her father's home, and there the men of the town must stone her to death, for she has committed a disgraceful crime in Israel by being promiscuous while living in her parents' home. It says that in this way, you will purge evil from among you. Basically, God is saying, look, by making public scenes, by showing that there's no mercy for promiscuity, this is how we will purge the evil from among you. Uh, from among you. Well, what are we doing now as a people? What are we doing now as a community to purge evil from among us? We need some purging. There's a new movie out called The Purge. We need a purge, like a real purge, like a, a whole purge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm being real with really? what we do. What can we what can we do? How can we purge evil from among us? This world, this society is filled with nothing but evil. It says that in this way, well not God, what way? Tell me what way. I want to know, God, what way can we get rid of this type of promiscuity? You know, and I'm not just talking about women, I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about just promiscuity period, hoish behavior. You know, we got to purge it. You going to go see the purge court? Yes, I am. I think this is part two, and people were telling me it was really good. So, um, and I saw the first one, so I'll check it out. Oh, I, I was I was expecting you to front like you normally do. I'm surprised you you admitted you were going to go see oh, it. Oh no, be like, honest. No, be honest. <laughs> oh, hey, we keep it real. That's what I'm gonna go check it out too. I saw the first one too. That first one was off the hook, wasn't? It? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was an entertaining movie. You know what I mean? So I mean, keep it. I keep it real. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it is what it is. But seriously, though, all jokes aside, I mean, we, and this is what happened, you know, in biblical times. You know, women were stoned to death. It's not, I'm not, you know, it wasn't right. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, obviously the Old Testament is a lot different from the New Testament. But at the same time, this is this is what God told them to do. This isn't just like customs. These were the instructions given by God. So... Just saying, I'm just saying what I'm saying, you know what I mean? The Bible is what it is. You take it how you want, all right? God is not happy with hoish behavior. One of the things I said on Facebook is that, ladies, you know, a lot of likes, okay, don't necessarily mean, not necessarily, they don't mean that men think you're beautiful and wifeable. I said that, in fact, it just means that they want to, they, they view you as easy, you know, and want to have sex with you. I said that you've got to understand the difference, okay? Because what happens is a lot of times you're 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 seeking affirmation, you're seeking compliments, you're seeking someone to make you feel good based on how bad someone else made you feel. So these compliments boost your ego, they boost your self-esteem, but in reality they just accent and showcase your low self-esteem. Go on Facebook right now and see how many of your pictures or maybe your friends' pictures show their low self-esteem. 
And that's okay. I mean, if you have low self-esteem, that's what we do. That's what I can help you with. That's what Osho helps you with. That's what Courtney helps you with. You know, through private counsel, we can get that self-esteem back to where it needs to be so you don't have to, you know, put yourself out there or find yourself in uncomfortable situations. But you at least have to acknowledge it for what it is. Don't be deceived into thinking that, oh, okay, yeah, he gave me a thumb up. Oh, okay, he told me I'm sexy. All right, and now you're going back and forth. You know, I've seen women flirting with like five, six different dudes on a sexual level on one thread, on under one picture. One dude says, Dad, girl, you looking all sexy. When you going to let me hit that? She's like, please, boy, stop playing. Smiley face. Somebody else, uh-huh, you know you can't handle this. Somebody else. Talking about, it's like, yo, we got to purge hoish behavior from among us. How crazy is that, Corn? You ever seen that? Yeah, that used to be my page. <laughs> what? So, Your page. <laughs> what Wait, why do you say what? You said what? Like you couldn't believe it. Let's not forget my own page and how it used to be. Yes, I used to have those kind of um, threads and a whole bunch of likes and, you know, flirting back and forth. Sometimes we take it to inbox. Sometimes we take it to text message, um, just depending on what it was. So, yeah. And and what happens after the inbox? What happens after the inbox, I get an invite to their place. Right. Now, you didn't necessarily go, but a lot of women out here are actually going and getting knocked off. They're getting smashed off on a Friday night, on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday night. There's a lot of sex going on out here. There's a lot of unplanned pregnancies being going on out here. A lot of soul ties being formed out here. You know, a lot of, lot of uh, you know, just a lot of hooking up. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm not knocking it. You know, because I get it. I understand it. I used to do it. I'm no better. In fact, I did it more than on a higher level than most men out here. I was the worst. You know, be, please believe, man. If 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 this weekend, okay, the the level of 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 hoishness that I saw, if this was me, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I would have been the one taking women back to the hotel room, back to the to, to the crib, you know what I mean? Like getting seven, eight numbers, doing all types of crazy stuff. I mean, I was that guy, you know what I'm saying? So you got to realize that this is stuff that, you know, I'm very familiar with and that is not, you know what I'm saying, it's not okay out here. You understand that? Let's look at what let's look what the word says about that. Over in James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ever ever have a problem resisting the devil? Yes, sometimes. Yep. I feel like right into the trap. Right, right. That's what happens. The devil sets a trap, and then you have an opportunity. The Bible says that you have an opportunity to resist it. You know, there will be that split second where you have that opportunity to turn away from sin. Um, you know, it says right here, you submit yourself to God, get on one accord with God, resist the devil, then he'll flee from you. You won't have to deal with that. But unfortunately, a lot of us, myself included, we choose not to resist the devil and we flee. We don't flee from, or excuse me, the devil doesn't flee from us. In fact, he overtakes us. He devours us. That's what the Bible says about, you know, the devil's like a lion looking for people to devour just roaming around, looking for people to devour. That's what happens when you don't resist him. He devours you. So 
when it comes to that type of temptation, I would I would even encourage y'all, man. And all jokes aside, if you never listen to another show, I do ever again. Listen, I'm telling you right now, go back and listen to our three hour special on the definition of uh, what is it, sex one hundred and one, what the Bible says about fornication. That was a show that will go down in history as one of the realest ever anywhere. Because what we did was we did nothing for two hours, but literally go through the Bible and de- and literally break down at least at least twenty different scriptures that specifically pertain to sex. If you, I'm telling you right now, that was one of the realest and, and and one of the most just blessed shows ever because God was just speaking and and showing different things that He wanted us to know in regards to sex. You don't hear a lot of stuff put out there about sex. Certainly not from a biblical perspective. So I'm just telling y'all right now. I don't. That's why I'm saying I don't want to go too deep into it now because literally we did a whole three-hour show straight from the Bible on sex. So and we're going to be revisiting that, but from a uh, soul ties perspective. I had a young woman who inboxed me. I'll leave her anonymous, but shout out to her if she's listening. She inboxed inboxed me on Facebook, and she was asking me about. Um, I think I I mentioned soul ties. Uh, and you know, in some way, on one of my posts, and she just inboxed. I was like, you know, you know, I've heard that term, but I really don't know what it is. You know, can you tell me what that is? And I was out, like it was over the weekend. I was in D.C., but I still took some time and and found the uh, the link to our old show that Courtney, Reverend Ann, and myself that we did on Soul Ties from a couple of years ago. So I would say, and I, I told her, I said, look, just listen to that show, and then um, you know, it'll tell you everything you need to know about Soul Ties. And then um, you know, you know, continue to listen in because we'll be doing another show, a 2014 version of uh, the Soul Ties show. So uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely check that out. You know, she, I hope she checks it out. You guys check it out. If you missed it, just Google Soul Ties on the Dayton Tolbert show. But but yeah, sex is real, man. Soul Ties are real. Like when you just in short, like if you have sex with somebody, you know, you're tied to that person. You know what I mean? Like you're you're now joined with that person, which is why it's so hard for you to cut that person off. Which is why so many other issues come about once you start having sex, because it's like you're you know what I mean? You're now tied to them and their sexual history and even their sexual future. I'm saying, well, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, every person they've had sex with, you're now joined with. Every person that they will have sex with, you're now joined with, and you know, it will continue to, to plague you until. That soul tie is broken. And you say, well, okay, well, how do you break it? Well, that's what we got to talk about, you know. <laughs> listen to the show and listen to our upcoming show. And uh, if you want to take it to another level, definitely reach out for, you know, private counseling. I've, we, I've worked with literally hundreds of women specifically, uh, you know, to, to break soul ties. So uh, I'm definitely familiar with that. Um, what else? And, I, and we, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, when we talked about just being a wife, you know that that's I think that's a good segue. You know, like if you want to be a wife, obviously you've got to be viewed as being special, and if you want to be viewed as special, you have to actually be special. So let's. I was like I told y'all earlier. I was talking to my homie, and this is a cool dude, man. This is a cool guy, man. This is somebody who is literally from Pakistan. Like this dude, he's like, look, I don't have a problem being in North Philly. He said, I'll I walk in North Philly. I don't have no problem. He said, look, I grew up in Pakistan. I'm talking about people walking around with rifles, bombs going off, 
you know, missile, machine guns. Y'all talking about gunshots. Now, forget gunshots in your hood. He's talking about machine guns, you know, armies rolling around, like, you know, just like soldiers, like, walking the streets, um, crime, no laws. Like, you just go up and shoot somebody, no no ramifications, no no consequences, just like a total war zone. You know, not all of it, but in certain parts. That's how it is over there. And, um and he was just telling me about a lot of uh, a lot of customs that they have in regards to women. He said, "Man, he said, I said, what's up, man? What's up with you? You know, you um, you, know, you, you trying to get married or anything?" He was like, "Yeah, man." He said, "It's tough." He said, "I'm, I'm going." He said, I, "I tried to date here, but he said these women, most of them are hoes." He said, "He said they're not. It's not even like they're hoes. I mean, they're definitely hoes, but <clears throat> when I tell him, like when I share stories about like what I would consider a hoe." You know what I'm saying? He's looking at that like that's crazy. He's see, he comes from a culture where being a hoe is not being a virgin. You see, like like that's what I was telling you. Like if you're not a virgin over there, then you're you're unwifeable. We said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, how they do it. And if you guys watch that new one of the new shows that I'm watching, if you guys are looking for a new show to check out, check out that new show on FX called Tyrant. And Tyrant is an excellent show that I hope they continue with. I hope it keeps going because it it it, it uh, takes place in a fictional a fictional country called Abudin, but that's very similar to what's it basically is is a, you know it's just a it's a fictional country, but it's taken from actual Middle Eastern practices and, and traditions and cultures you know over there where if you're not a virgin, you're not getting married. You know, like the, all the marriages are arranged, and I said, "Well, how do you know, like, what, what some of these women are doing over there?" He said, well, "Look, there were people take it to su- such an extent that they will hire private investigators, you know, just to research your family, to research you, to talk to your friends. They will follow you to see what you do, to see if you actually are, you know, what I mean, who you say you are, and if you're not, or you know, what I'm saying, then you you have brought shame to your family." Because now that family can't marry you off because they want virgins. I said, I asked him what's he, what he's going to do. He said, look, I'm, he said, I can't date anybody here. He said, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. He said, I'm just going to go back home and, uh, and, and, you know, and get a virgin. And he's actually in the process of doing that. He's going to bring her back here. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, this is, these are real. You see what I'm saying, Courtney? Like, this is someone who has to go back to his hometown of Pakistan specifically to find a wife, you know, according to his standards. Do you think it should be that way? No, it shouldn't, but, hey, it is what it is. It's crazy um, just how the values are different, you know? Right. That's like, right. wow. It's crazy. That's It's a whole nother world. And, in fact, that's what I tell you. I try to tell you all so much. I try to tell you all that this is the only country, you know, or really not the only country, but – one of the only cultures, because there are people even here in this country who don't subscribe to this hoish type of behavior, this sexual mentality. Like you look at other cultures, like Indians, like actual Indians, uh, most uh, many Native American uh, cultures. Um, you know, uh, I mean, just African cultures. You know, a lot of it centers around just family and respectability. And I mean, if you want love. You have to respect yourself. These men are looking for, I mean, yeah, mo- a lot of women say, well, you know, most men are hoes. Well, what about the men? And that's what I said online. I said that, you know, 
ladies, you should not want to emulate negative behavior, male, male or female. If everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you do it? I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but it's but it's real. You can't say, well, he did it. Why do you want to be like him when he's stupid? You know what I mean? You know, we don't. We're not gay. If we wanted a woman who acted like a man, then that would make him gay, and he just date a man. Be one of these fruitcakes out here. But you see, we want women who want who act like women. When you look at what a woman is, a woman is supposed to respect her body. But now what we have in society is women adopting male tendencies of selling their wild oats, being hoes, being promiscuous, being the hunters. You're seeing women getting down on one knee and proposing to men. That's all foolishness. Nobody wants that. We want old-fashioned, traditional women. That's why... You know, my my grandfather married my grandma, my my father married my mom, you know, all these old school couples from back in the day, because women actually acted like women, and men actually acted like men and assumed the role of men. Now we got these men acting like females, and we got women acting like dudes, and then we have the audacity to wonder why nobody's getting married, why the black community is in shambles. Who Nobody wants to deal with that crap. You got to go back to the basics. So now let me just be clear. I'm not saying that you have to be a virgin, although that would be nice. I'm not saying because let's be honest. I mean, if you're not, I mean, I just want to. I don't want to offend anybody, you know. But I'm being honest with y'all. If you're not a virgin, then you're not a virgin. But at least have a respectable number. You see what I'm saying? At least be, you know, at least be respectable. Now let me take it to another level, because I, I, I want to leave it there. I don't want to let women off the hook. I don't want to make it seem like your your sexual number is not a big deal. I don't that's like saying your credit score isn't a big deal if you're trying to buy a house. That's like saying the mileage on a car isn't a big deal if you're trying to buy a car. No, no, no it's it's a, I, I just came from the auction. You know, I do, I have a, a car a car lot, TRC Auto Sales. If you guys need a vehicle and you're in Philly, come see me. You know, that's what I do. So, understand, mileage is extremely important when selling a car. You know, okay, a credit score. I used to be in banking for many years. You know, your credit score is extremely important when buying a home. It would be crazy to think that all these other factors are so important in other areas of life, but then your sexual history is not important when determining whether or not you're going to be a wife. I would not, I would be doing you guys a disservice if I acted like if I sat here and lied to y'all the way a lot of these losers like Steve Harvey lie to y'all. I would not do that. I would not be able to sleep at night if I gave y'all sugar-coated, watered-down advice. After this show, I'm going to go to sleep and sleep like a baby because I know that I'm being real with you. I was around men all weekend t- saying the same stuff. They were patting me on the back and saying, yo, keep telling the truth. Keep you know, telling these women the truth, you know, what, what the real game is, what it, what it, what's really going on. So I'm, I sleep good at night. I don't need to lie to anybody. Men listen to my show. Women listen to my show. I know, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know it's real. It's biblically based, but it's real. And so what I'm saying to y'all is, you can't, you can't be a hoe. Everybody wants to tell you, oh, it's okay to be a hoe. No, no, nobody's the judge. No, 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 no. No, people will judge. The Bible says to judge righteously, okay? You have to, you, everyone is going to, you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, of course you can. You know what I mean? Like, why, would, why else do you buy a book other than the cover? You look at the front cover, you look at the back cover. And if you like what you see, if it seems interesting, then you buy. You're not going to read the book right there at the in the bookstore. 
you're going to buy the book based on the cover. So if if you see what I'm saying, like if you don't, if it, you, you guys get it, and that's basically how it works. So I want you to just think about this. Think about these stories. He was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, I'm just going to do an arranged marriage. You know, they already did the background. They already know everything. It's, it's, it's verified that she is a virgin. He's just going to bring her back to the, to, the, uh, to the country. What do you think about that, Courtney? That's crazy. You know, the craziest part to me, I wasn't say crazy, but I had just never heard of this before, that they went through, like, a thorough investigation of the woman, like, following her. Like, I never knew about that. That's that's um that's crazy, but it says a lot about how serious they are about you know finding the woman that's for them. You know they're not settling. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, there's there's no such thing as settling in these other countries because again, it all goes back to your family. Family is most important over there. So if you do something, it's going to have the uh, you know an effect on your family, you know, and the reputation of that family. A lot of women out here, a lot of men out here are wilding out, really not caring because we don't put that same level of emphasis on family. So that nobody really cares how their family looks. They're just worried about themselves. They're worried about doing them. They would say, I'm going to do me. You know, you can't really do you because you, know, you, you need to think about your futures. Now, what I was going to say about that, though, is let's say you have wilded out. Let's say you have exhibited prom- promiscuous behavior. That, listen, that's okay. Okay, that's all right, because what the Bible says is that if you confess your sins, he will uh, bless you and make your sins as white as snow. Okay, so God can transform you into a new person and and bless you with the desires of your heart. If you want love, you know, all you have to do is confess your sins to him. He can make you a new person, will bless you with someone who's okay for you. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what the Bible says, you know, but at the same time, you know, Give God a hand, you know what I mean. Make his make his work a little easier for him. You know, you don't have if you if you've been with fifty, that's cool. Just don't make it fifty one. If you've been with fourteen, hey, that's cool. Don't make it eighteen. Just chill. Whatever it is, that's what it is. You can't go backwards. You can't roll the miles back. I go to a dealership. That's like a common trick now in these uh, dealerships. These dealers are rolling the, the odometer back. And they got guys, mechanics, who, like, that car you got, I don't do that. You know, I'm honest. But a lot of these dealerships, you get that car, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, wow, this, it's only got 50,000 miles. Guess what? No, nah, it don't got 50,000 miles. That 98 Camry, no, nah, it really got 150,000. They just rolled the the, you know, the odometer back. You know, you, did you know they, they, they did that? Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they wild out. They do that type of crazy stuff, but but this isn't this isn't that. You can't roll your sexual odometer back, okay? You know, and so you gotta you gotta be genuine. A lot of women they don't like that. Courtney and I did a show a couple of years ago on uh, what's your sexual number and how your sexual number affects your uh, your chances of finding love. People don't like this. This is uncomfortable for a lot of people. I get it. You know, we've done many barbershop talks. Many barbershops where Gerald and um, all the other guys, Lewis, Marv, uh, James, you know, we've talked about how, uh, you know, we've all put our number out there. And I'm just saying, you know, that number was right around 10 for most of pretty much all of us. So um, I'm just saying, man, you want to you wanna keep it as low as possible. I also, I want to do one of these emotional availability pop quizzes tonight. Um, 
Uh, it was one that we did that was very, um, I thought, very good um, as far as educating you guys on our thoughts as men. One of the things that I said online, though, was as far, in regards to relationships, um, was uh, online I said, ladies, if you're confused about your relationship, I said, guess what? It's not a relationship. You know what I mean? That's the first thing. God, I said that it's a situation. I said that when you're dealing with a man or dealing with the man that God has for you, there won't be any confusion, doubt, or uncertainty. And, you know, Courtney and I did a show a couple months ago on the difference between a boo and a boyfriend. Do you remember that show? Yes, I do. That show actually, it was funny. I don't know what was going on that night, but that actually went viral. That show went viral for some reason. I looked at the, uh, I go back and looked at the ratings. That show was heard by like over a hundred thousand people all around the world. I was like, whoa, what the heck? That was crazy. Like I don't know if it was like the keywords that put in or the description, but whatever. Maybe it just resonated with a lot of people, or maybe God just wanted a lot of people to to hear that show. I mean, I don't know what happened, but it was just crazy. So um, it was, it went, it was heard all over the world. That was a class. If you missed it. Just Google boo versus uh, boyfriend. Um, but, yeah, that was, um, yeah. It was like, I think the night we did it, it was something like over 20,000 people heard it. And, and then, like, you know, people were just, after the archives, it just caught on, like, you know, like like wildfire. So, But, yeah, that was a, definitely check that out because that's, you know, we talked about, you know, okay, you're his boo, okay? That's one thing. It's sex. It's convenience. It's, you know, just chilling. When you're in a relationship, it that means it's progressing. It, that means it's moving forward. You know, it's leading to something. It's on its way to marriage. Bottom line, if you're dealing with somebody and you're not sure if he plans on marrying you, well, then what does that mean, Courtney? That means that you're being strung along, and that's not the man that God has for you. Right, right. Which is unfortunate because, you know, so many women, um, you know, they find themselves in those situationships, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that. What uh, let's, I was looking at this pop quiz that we did, um, and this was interesting. Um, I, and you can tell me what you think about this, Courtney. I said that you have a history of dating loser men who like to freeload off of you. You've been single for a few years, and the first guy that you go on a date with claims that he forgot his wallet, forcing you to pay for the meal. What do you do? I po- Let me, before I go to Courtney, I'll tell you why I posted this. I posted this, I came up with this question because the reality is there are a lot of women, and first of all, there are a lot of losers out here. You know what I mean? Like a lot of no good bastards. I'm talking about men who literally don't want to pay for anything and will manipulate you into paying for all types of things. You guys got a chance to see one of those types of guys on Love and Hip Hop with uh, uh, the dude. What's his name, uh, Courtney? The chick's, uh, um, you know, the model. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all just got for y'all talking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's so and so. You know what I mean? Y'all just just got finished watching. Just went off. You know what I mean? But uh, some of y'all watching it right now. <laughs> got it on me. But uh, no, I mean, 
that's what a lot of guys do. They're just they're, they're professional players, and so they do that. But you know, and so when you have a history of that, you know, or dealing with those types of guys who do those types of things, a lot of times that will cause you to have a guard up. It will cause you to, you know, be a little bit more careful about who you deal with, you know, or if you see those types of similar behaviors, you know, you you will be a little bit more cautious. You will, in fact, sometimes even cut it off just as soon as you see something. What's your thoughts on that? You know, what would your response to this pop quiz have been? I will say, because, I mean, I I would offer to pay anyways, but um, I will say it wouldn't be an issue because he probably did forget his wallet. So, I mean, my thing is you should give people the benefit of the doubt and just um, not base that, you know, situations off of um, what happened to you in the past. Right, right. That's 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 the problem that, that often happens is that you end up taking past baggage, past situations, and applying it to the current situation and then wondering why there's no future with that situation, you know, you, every guy is going to deserve a clean slate. Now, some guys aren't aren't worthy of a clean slate. You, that meaning you shouldn't be dealing with them at all. See, I think that, I think we talked about this last time. Is that sometimes, you know, that fear of being alone sets in. You know, the uh, the uncomfortability of, of just you know, and of the uncertainty of your future. So you say, well, you know, all right, he's here. He's showing interest. Well, no, yeah, he has these flaws. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, it's not really my ideal man, but it beats being alone, so let me give him a shot. Well, guess what? Everybody doesn't doesn't deserve a shot. You know, everyone isn't worthy of your time. That's, I'm not talking about being stuck up. I'm not talking about, you know, having an attitude or anything like that. But I'm just saying everybody doesn't, you don't need to de- deal with anybody. It's okay to be alone. It's okay and, and needed, in fact, to to be alone sometimes to... Get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? Get your emotions right. Do what you need to do so that when that right guy does come along, he's not, I'm not going to say scared off because it's not about being scared, but it's about being, you know what I'm saying? It's about what we want as men and a wife. I was talking to my buddy. He was just like, look, man, he's like, I'm not going to settle. He said, he's like, I could go back to Pakistan and, you know, and find somebody, bring him right back home. It's, and I, I, t- I told him, I said, well, look, man, you ain't got to do that. I mean, I said, you can do that, but, I mean, you don't have to. I said, there are a lot of good women here. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great women here that you can you can actually deal with here. You know, you just got to pray, and God will bless you. He's like, no, 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 I feel you on that. I was like, yeah, you, you got to feel me on that. But you, you see what I'm saying? But I'm just some guys aren't looking at it from that perspective of a spiritual perspective, of a prayer, you know what I'm saying, perspective. They, they're going with what they know. They know they can go back and find a virgin wherever, and that's what they're going to do. So I'm just saying, guys, it's not about being a virgin, but it's over. It's a basically about. See, I think. And I'll, I'll, let me just dig a little bit deeper with that. Don't get caught up on the whole virgin aspect of things. Cause don't. I don't want that to be the message. The message is, isn't if you're not a virgin, you're not going to have love. That's not what I'm saying. It's a. But the the reason. Why being a virgin is important to them is because, again, they want to make sure that you respect your body and make good decisions. You see, that's really what it's all about. Like, if you're not a virgin, but you've only slept with one person, 
you've been with two people, three people. Hey, there's not a man on the planet who, you know, who that I know who wouldn't wife you up. You know, because clearly you respect your body. You're not, you know, you're 25, you're 30, you've only been with a couple people. You know, hey, most men, I'll be real with you, most men will take you if you've been with under 10 people. You've been like six dudes, okay, you're 28, 27, all right, cool, whatever. Nobody's here to judge you. But I'm just saying, you just want to make a decision like, hey, look, I'm going to be the type of woman that's not going to give my body to everybody. All right, that's all. A couple of years ago, and I may even do it again at some point. I posted a thread, you know, I just said, look, I just want to salute all the women who are under, under, uh, you know, 10 partners. Give this status the thumbs up. If you're under 10, I salute you. Did that. It was like hundreds of women giving the thumbs up. Now, I, now y'all know I got thousands of Facebook friends. You know what I'm saying? It was only hundreds of thumbs up. But that, you know, it is what it is, though. I'll take those hundreds. So, Courtney was one of those women, right? Yes, I was. Are you proud of that? Are you pr- how many? What's your sexual number? My sexual number is two. Okay, I see. And now I'm that, still sitting there like, oh, people, I'm sorry. No, no, no. What are you say? It could have easily been way more than that, um, just because I put myself in a lot of situations um, where I could have had sex. I played a lot of games and took awards to panties. Like, it it could have been ten and up, you know, but um. It wasn't, so, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's a blessing. You know, and the thing about it is, let me, I want to end it on this, because we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But one of the things I want to say is that you don't want to ever, whatever your number is, you want to own it. Because, I, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. It's worse, it, let me put it like this. Your sexual number is not the problem. Nobody really has a problem with your sexual number, whatever it is, all right? I'm going to tell you that. The problem that exists is the baggage, is the emotional wall, the attitude, the soul ties, the drama, the, 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 the kids in many cases, the abortions that comes along with having a high sexual number. See, that's the thing. It's not the number. It's the issue as a result of the number. That the men don't want to deal with So the way, that's why so many women Who do have a high sexual number Are ultimately able to have love When they go through the process They go through some counseling, some therapy They get the help, they give their life to God They change their ways That's why they're able to find love Because the number is not the issue The issue is the baggage The, the emotional unavailability That comes with the number But once you let go of the baggage Once you let go of the guilt The shame, the hurt, the pain you know, then that's when these men are able to look at you for you instead of looking at you and seeing the potential drama that comes with you as a result of the promiscuity. You guys see the difference there? Because I don't want the, you guys to, you know, this show to end and be like, oh, okay, well, all hope is lost. You know, he said because I'm, you know, I, I used to have a lot of sex, whatever. No, no, I'm not saying that. It's just because, like I said, I've, you know, many of you may remember from a few years ago a woman called into the show. You know, she called into the show and she'd had sex with over 100 people. She had several abortions. She was suicidal. She called, This was live. This wasn't no advice. She actually called in. You guys heard it. She said right there, you know, she cried. She broke down. She gave her life to God. You know, we helped her, you know, and that was a blessing. So, you know, this is someone who is now healed from those issues. 
you know. So I mean, if you guys heard that show, and you can you can probably Google it. I know it's like, nobody who heard that show will ever forget it. It was a Keeping It Real Fridays. Late at night, she called in like eleven. One of the last. I was about to wrap up the show. I think she called in, and uh, it was just crazy, you know. But that's that's how the show goes. Were you were you around back then, Corey? I don't even remember if you were there. I know Gerald was there. Yeah, I I, I heard that show. I, I did it. Powerful. It was powerful. I wonder what's going on with her now. I don't know, man. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But hopefully everything is good with her. But yeah, guys, that's that's it, man. I just wanted to. You know, share, you know, talk to y'all for a little bit tonight. Share a couple things. You know, really, I mean, mainly, you know, obviously some things that were going on out here, and you know, that I wanted to talk about. But mainly, um, that conversation that I was having with with my buddy was just so profound. I wanted to share it with you guys because these are real conversations that not only you know everyday American men are having, but also you know, the, just to bring light to the cultural differences that exist. You know, don't don't be just because you're you're an American woman. Don't subscribe to that American way of living, because there's so many other cultures out here that have such a high regard for respectability. That's how you want to be. Don't follow Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. People from other countries look at these women as hoes. You know, there's nothing sexy about any of this stuff. Even these women who are out here flaunting their bodies, nobody wants women like that. Don't let the don't fall for the the games, the BS. It may they may look nice. They may get the head nods, the, the, you know, the compliments on Facebook, the likes. But ask yourself when you see those compliments, ask yourself, is that the type of man I want? Look at his page. Look at how he presents himself. Is that really who you want? Clearly not. So you don't even think about that. You're looking at these women with envy in many cases. But then ask yourself, the men that they're being chased by, hounded by. Those clearly aren't the men that you want in your life. So that means you have to be the opposite of what those men are being, or those women are being like, if you want an opposite type of man. So, any last-minute thoughts, comments, words of wisdom, Courtney? Yeah, I was just going to say to the ladies, just know that, you know, you don't have to have sex, you know, to to get someone to like you. In fact, it's, it causes the opposite effect. Know that you deserve a man that loves you for who you are, not what you can do for him. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, good, good advice. Uh, last night, I rebroadcasted our special on the Ten Commandments, then versus now. A lot of you guys tuned in again. You tuned in the first time. It was a very uh, good show, highly rated show. The first time around, I rebroadcasted it for people who missed it last night. And, uh, you know, we talked about just, we literally talked about the Ten Commandments, broke each one of them down and talked about how they're still applicable in our everyday lives today. Very powerful show. A young woman, I read this the first time, but I wanted to reread it, you know, some feedback that was given about that show from last night. She said, uh, Dada, about 80% of this country says that they are Christian, but only 20% of those people are willing to publicly say what is right or wrong. Applause for Dadon Tolbert for standing on God's word word last night and being bold enough to give the Ten Commandments a platform. It may not be one of his mo- most popular shows, but he will still receive a crown from the Lord. This show was uh, priceless, priceless, epic, classic, informative, and most of all backed up with the best scriptures and spiritual discernment. Um, kudos, props, thumbs up. 
so, I mean, just that's basically what we try to do every night is just keep it real from a biblical perspective. And hopefully you guys were blessed by it. Um, if you need any type of counseling or, you know, feedback or couples counseling, marriage counseling, relationship therapy, whatever you need, um, definitely reach out. Um, call myself, Courtney, at 855-55-DADON, uh, toll-free anywhere in the world, or shoot an email to uh, Dadon or Courtney or Osho at trctoday.com. And um, that's what it is, man. Courtney, excellent. Good having you again here tonight. we got to come back live soon. We'll be back uh, to talk about a um, couple of, we have, Courtney, I mean, how many great shows do we have coming up? You know what I mean? I mean, should, do I, should we read them? I mean, what are you most excited about hearing coming up from uh, on the show? Everything, because, every, I mean, it's not a show I'm not excited about. I mean, it's, it's so much to talk about. I'll oh, tell wait, you wait, one wait, thing. Before you can say, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I'm excited about um, the the next between brothers. Oh yeah. As well. Oh man. Yeah. That I'm glad you reminded me about that, Courtney. Uh, what is that? This Sunday, this Sunday will be the next live between brothers. But I anticipate being back live uh, before then. But definitely this Sunday, me and Osha are gonna come back. We're gonna do another between brothers on astrology, on yoga, on on. Um, numerology, just a lot of stuff that it's really not of God, but the world has convinced us is of God and is acceptable, but obviously is really not. Got that show coming up. Just a lot of different shows. Still got to do that show on what women want in a man. It's funny, the last several times we've uh, um, uh, when a man loves a woman, that show is definitely still coming. But it's funny, every time, Soul Ties, every time I try to do one of these shows that you guys have been waiting on, Something like really just, you know, it comes up. Like I saw the Church Girl movie, you know, Jaru. I'm like, bam, oh, we got to do that show. I had that conversation then. I'm like, bam, oh, we got to do this show. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely come back and we'll, um, you know, get get some of these shows out the way for y'all. But, look, thank you all for listening. I, I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Uh, and um, add me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. All that stuff is at Daydon Tolbert. Real quick, it's coming. The Ask Daydon video blogs are coming. In the meantime, subscribe to my YouTube channel for me. Uh, at, uh, it's AskDadon, YouTube.com slash AskDadon. Subscribe. These new videos are going to be coming once a week in a little bit, so look out for them. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week.
done total motivate you, girl. A day don't be a motivation, child. A day don't overcome and rock your world. Mm. A day don't be a motivation, child. A day don't over motivate you, girl. A day don't be a motivation, child. A day don't overcome and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for. Date on tour, we're coming, change. 